This is Baseline, a podcast about baseball by people who know nothing about baseball. I'm Kyle. And I'm Andrew, and we know nothing about baseball. But it is a week gone from uh, opening day, I guess. A week and a half. Ooh, what? It is. Four yeah, days, maybe? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, been, um, it's been about four days since opening day, and I've watched three of the games, I think, between the actual Giants, the real-life uh, meat-flesh Giants uh, against the San Diego Padres. And it's been an okay series so far. Um, it, this is real-life baseball, though. Like, this is this is, is baseball that counts, and it's, holy it, smokes, it's way different. It is very different, yeah. Um, we recorded a Twitch stream last week for opening day but before we did that i was watching the reds opening day game and uh as we were preparing for the stream so you heard just how agonizing it was for me because um you <laughs> the last out of the last inning i think they threw something like 14 pitches and he must have fouled the ball approximately one bazillion times before they finally struck him out and won that's the calculation, at least here on the uh, on the, the official score sheet. Yeah, you will find that in bazillion. the box score. Yes, one bazillion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, as for me, the Reds they won their opening day game. Um, the next game got postponed due to bad weather, and then yesterday they lost. So you know, and they're currently playing right now. So you know, mm. that's how it is. They beat the Pirates one game. They lost badly to the Pirates the next game. Consistency isn't really a, a strong point of the Reds. Yeah, well, I mean, the the Giants kind of feel the same way, at least in their debut here, the opening series against the Padres. They lost their first and did not get a run on the board until uh, third baseman Evan Longoria hit a home run in like the seventh inning of game two. And... That's the kind of year that I think it's going to be for the Giants. It's going to be one of those where they get uh, long droughts of no scoring, nothing really good happening. And then for some reason uh, on Sunday, they just kind of open up or, you know, on, on Saturday night, they just sort of open up. The Sunday game was sort of a disappointment. They were playing real well. Samarja was pitching really well and going into the late innings. Classic Giants, uh, their bullpen just does not do well, and they ended up scoring two more runs there towards the end of the game, and that was it for them. So it's it's sort of like, it, it, do you get the idea uh, so far that, one, baseball that counts is very different, and two, does the weight of winning these games feel real so far? I don't know how, how the, the commentators are, are talking about it, but does it, are they kind of like, well, here we are in the real thing. They're going to lose a few. And that's just kind of how the cookie crumbles so far. Yeah. I would say yes. And yes. Um, yes. The real games feel very different because like I actually care and they're actually playing like I can't, rationalize and be like oh they're just playing poorly because it's spring training now if they're playing poorly they're legitimately playing poorly um which is distressing uh but also yeah the you know it it counts and the weight of that is stressful (laughs) but also yeah i think the commentators um i don't know they weren't really trying i don't think they really tried to set up the season in any particular way 
Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it was just, it's opening day. So here we are on opening day. And then they interviewed Rob Manfred for an inning, which was something. Wow. That, that feels like it should have sort of <laughs> been turned off, I guess, uh, come, come to the real season. But I don't yeah, know. I don't, I don't Maybe know. not. They were like, join us in the second inning. We'll be joined by Rob Manfred. And they asked him all sorts of questions that I found uh, largely uninteresting. And um, yeah, I don't know. I, it got too much into the business side of baseball in a way that made me go. Hmm. hmm interesting. Was there any any point in particular? Or what was it? They were, oh, like revenues are strong and increasing or whatever. And I'm like, that, that that's money that we give to you. <laughs> like you're bragging, sure. you're bragging that we're paying you more money. That's not, that doesn't make me feel nice. <laughs> when you see an article written like, hey, uh, ticket prices this year up $3 for, for every ticket. Yeah, no wonder you're making yeah, it back revenues are up. Uh, and feeling good about that. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Hey guys, revenues are up. It's great. Everything's great. Hey, yeah, no. come on. You're 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 right uh, though, but because like the the amount of business talk that happens during a regular baseball broadcast is usually now, at least when the season has started, it's not about like how are we prepping for the season, what kind of moves have you made, you know, and and who are you keeping, who's who's going back to the minors. Now it's more about like. Come get your Buster Posey bobblehead on Tuesday type yeah, promotion. Like to once again and remind you about our theme ticket days coming up this season. Star Wars Day coming up. Yeah. And it's like, ugh. well, and or just like the uh, ticket prices or, mm-hmm. you know, get your season tickets now. It's still time. There's still time for you to get your ticket packages and like all that kind of stuff. That's sort of all I really expect to hear. The Reds are pleased to offer very attractive group packages for your next group outing. <laughs> I don't I don't want to hear, like, especially with the Giants right now. The Giants are in sort of hot water with their ownership group. Yeah, and, they're they're in a little bit of turmoil. Right. And and really, I mean, MLB has suspended uh Giant CEO for the moment. Um, I don't know what that's gonna turn into, but to me it sounds definitely like the business side of baseball is something that the yeah. what, the what folks I have on, to say on the radio call is well, they, <laughs> welcome they, to mid nineties Cincinnati Reds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and this is, I mean, especially in San Francisco, right? Like, my expectation is that they make a stand on this, and they absolutely uh, come out ahead of it, and they haven't. And so I'm, I'm su- pretty. <laughs> pretty bummed about it honestly yeah, like right I, just I want them of, to, to actually do something they're trying to kill it with silence it seems like just do not acknowledge don't, well and and the giants the giants aren't going to be able to do that like they can't they would have had there been some yeah, sort that, of signing of a major player or but that's yeah agreed that's not going to work here um mm-hmm. and they so that's all to say like during the radio broadcasts and during the the television broadcasts that they're going to be pretty much on all baseball. Like it's going to be baseball all the time. It's going to be about pitch by pitch. It's going to be talking about strategy. And I think for me during these games, watching the first series in in San Diego, that was the thing that caught me off guard the most is that like during spring training, you're not talking about strategy necessarily. You're talking about moves. You're talking about um, how good someone looks so far, you know, how, how their spring is gone. 
but otherwise, you know, it's not about what are you actually going to do in a real life situation. Now they're talking pitch by pitch. They're saying, wow, this breaking ball looks good. They've really set, set them up for a uh, fastball up. Like you're getting that level now of baseball commentary, at least in the games I'm watching. And if you are not a like seasoned fan, if you don't know the rules of the game, now is where I'm starting to feel like, wow, this is super unapproachable. Like you can watch and see what yeah, happens. It's, it's very, when, there's a phrase for this inside baseball. It's very inside baseball. <laughs> it is very much inside baseball. And especially uh, the two folks that I listen to during the television broadcast, they are both ex-baseballers. They are two folks who one guy was a pitcher, one guy was a second baseman, and former baseballman. They they are absolutely speaking the language of uh, you know baseball players. They're not yeah, necessarily speaking the language of of someone who would be watching at home. Yeah, it's a little bit like when they interview NASCAR drivers. You know, what were you thinking? Come around that final turn. Uh, well, you know, really thinking that. Uh, you know, blah, blah, and they get all like highly technical, and you're like, I don't know what they're talking about. Is that something with their car? <laughs> <laughs> I wanted, I just kind of went fast. Yeah? Right. Okay, cool. What I I'm did is that. I turned left, and then I just kept turning left. Seemed to work out pretty well, right. I think. On most tracks. So, it, all of that is to say, we did not take that tact when we did our opening day stream on Twitch. No, uh, Which we did you can not. see by going to twitch.tv slash GS. FM. Uh, there's a video on demand. I tried to export this to YouTube. I think mm. it's too big. Oh, yeah, that, yeah. That I really be. do think it's too big. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. We had a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I had a lot of fun, too. This was sort of like a, um, we had talked, we had sort of couched this uh, conversation before in the previous episode mm -hmm. uh, because it had not happened yet. And so I think both of us were very nervous um, yeah, we, calling yeah, a full baseball yeah. game was for sure like on my tippy top list like my bucket list was for sure call a baseball game this is as close as I'm probably going to get <laughs> but also really daunting <laughs> yes yeah, yeah. It, it was kind of daunting for me I mean, well and we had prepped some graphics you had prepped some music mm -hmm. uh, there was a lot of work i'd say put into this yeah. beyond just strictly thinking about it i planned some bits i think i used all of them yeah i don't know how yes. many of them yes. were funny <laughs> they seem funny well, to me can... so if they don't seem funny to you you know that's your problem that's right. You can be the judge, actually, if you'd like to. You can go over to patreon.com slash goodstuff and sign up there. I exported our whole video as a radio call, and I added a couple of radio effects in there. And, oh, nice. Uh, put put that into the feed. So it's going to sound kind of like is an WGSF. AM radio. <laughs> now, see, I didn't add that. I, oh, should, yeah. I should definitely have added sort of like, uh, let's pause for 10 seconds for station identification. The Reds are on the radio. This is the Cincinnati Bell Reds Radio Network. Yeah, they do. What you need to do is you need to have um, one minute of commercials. Then you need to have the announcer come back and say, and we pause for station identification and then go back to another minute of commercial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of glad that we didn't go like full-blown radio commentary slash yeah. full-blown TV commercials. Because it was so much work just to set this up, and 
be pre- felt like we, you know, were prepared every time that we came back from quote unquote commercial break. Um, I'm happy to talk more about this in sort of the after show because I think it was mm. there were some interesting parts about um, setting this up, and maybe I should talk to Chris about this on on Show mm. Me Your Mic. But um, it that was sounds, yeah, that sounds cross fun. promotion. That sounds like a good uh, subject for that show. <laughs> it. <laughs> Uh, speaking of good subjects, we also put out on Twitter um, a call for votes, I guess, yeah. for our, our new letterboxed right. score. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, over on Twitter. What was the outcome of that? Uh, the people have spoken, and they have soundly said that we should watch The Sandlot first. It is another baseball movie with James Earl Jones as well. The other being obviously Star Wars, but famous baseball movie actor, James Earl Jones. Yep. 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 I'm very, very excited to watch this. Um, I just thought it was major league garnered. None of the votes. <laughs> Field of dreams came yeah. second. So another I think James that, Earl Jones joint. Yeah. What the people want, I think decisively the people have voted for James Earl Jones. Yes. Well, yeah. we'll just we'll continue through that. So I'm happy to introduce uh, that this is a James Earl Jones podcast. Um, oh my gosh! Talking primarily That's about James Earl Jones from now on. <laughs> mostly about Click, the the wonderful movie Click, mm. uh, the Adam Sandler movie. Yes, he was in that. What was he? I know oh I've my, never seen. Oh it. God! Are you are you I'm pulling my leg? <laughs> I, I don't remember him being all, in that movie at all. <laughs> mm, mm, click, click. Star, Star Wars. Listen, listen to this. Star Wars. Empire of Dreams. The story of the Star Wars trilogy. Is that a... That's a crossover, right? That's a... Sounds like it. Hmm. James Earl Jones hmm. was the narrator. Uncredited. That seems rude. What? An, an uncredited narrator? Are you kidding? Of Click, yes. What? Uh, that alone is reason to dislike Adam Sandler. I mean, come on. Is maybe it was a voice actor uh <laughs> posing as James Earl Jones? <laughs> Could be. I'm going I'm going to IMDb. We need to dig deeper into this. Maybe it will actually become a uh James Earl Jones podcast. Click mm-hmm. 2006 Click. Oh boy. Oh boy. Anyway, so yeah, so we did so we'll be watching uh, the Sandlot at some point. <laughs> and I, I commit likely, to that. <laughs> I, yeah, I think what we'll probably do is also just make that available through the patron feed, um, patreon.com slash good stuff. Mm-hmm. We will, I guess, have to both rent it or something. Yeah. I, I don't know logistically how we're going to make this work, but it's like $4 to watch this. That's not too bad. It, yeah, okay. All right. Yeah. Well, you know, some things to rent are like 10 bucks and it's like 10 bucks. Yeah. Like what is this blockbuster? Get out of here. Even blockbuster, wasn't that like 350? Yeah, right? Even so in the like, DVD days. Yeah. yeah get it for exactly. a day. Right. Can you request a Redbox have the Sandlot and then go pick it up? Ooh, I don't know. How does that work? Do you have a disc playing machine on you? I I do. I have a PlayStation 4. Oh. Okay. 
So it would play the fourth of the PlayStations. Yes, it would play the <laughs> uh, the Blu-ray remastered version of The Sandlot. If such There's a thing a even exists, no, I'm, I'm there, almost certain it does not. <laughs> there are three Sandlots. Uh, there's one, there's Sandlot 2, which is, uh, seems to be very close to the, the original. Uh, and then Sandlot 3 is called the Sandlot Heading Home, which is okay, fine. Um, sure. but also seems like they, they got jerseys, they got, they have a whole look on them. So I, hmm, mm, it's, well, we'll, we'll watch the first one. I can commit to that. Mm-hmm. Beyond mm-hmm. that though, hmm. I feel that I'm most certainly going to rent this because to purchase it uh, is $15. Yeah, no, that's... Nope, nope. The Sandlot 2 came out in 2005? What? Who, who thought that was a good idea? I have to assume it was a direct-to-video thing. Is that the case? Uh, it should have been, yeah, like a Disney Channel It is a direct-to-DVD sequel, yes. There you go. There you go. So, 10 years ago, a quirky group of kids. Yeah, okay. At least they they're temporally accurate here. The Sandlot 2 has received negative reviews from critics. Hmm. Hmm. Who who who'd have thought that also hmm. is a James Earl Jones movie. So, it was there directed you go, by folks. the same guy who who directed the original The Sandlot. Wow. But that uh, I'm looking I'm looking at the films he's directed and that is basically the only one that is good. The rest of these are, uh, I mean, we got, we got Ace Ventura Jr. Pet Detective. We got Beethoven's <laughs> third and Beethoven's fourth. And we've got uh, National Lampoon's Barely Legal, which, uh, yeah, uh, not great. They're kind of, yeah. Mm-hmm. Pork chop movies. Yes. Uh, direct to DVD, the good stuff podcast coming at you soon. Yeah. Very soon. It's going to be <laughs> much poorer quality than this. I'm going to get out I'm going to get out like a USB computer mic from 2001 and just plug it in. Maybe yours will probably pick me up from here. Too. Right, exactly. We'll just if we'll we'll do that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh speaking of enjoying a movie, mm-hmm. maybe and uh, grabbing some crunchy snacks. Mm. Baseball snacks, I think, are... A baseball food! It's very... It's a highlight, really, of my ballpark-going experience. I would say also maybe from my sofa-going experience here in at least the first four games of the season. Mm. Mm-hmm. I consumed quite a uh, quite a number of different snacks. We got uh, chips and salsa. We got some, like... Uh, pirate's booty type uh, poofy what? snacks from Trader Joe's. The pi- the pirate the pirate's booty. It's like um, it is it sort of poofy like a corn poof. Like a how have I? Did, oh, Trader Joe's white cheddar corn puffs. Yes, yeah, precisely. Mm-hmm. Okay, I must be blind to those every time I walk through Trader Joe's because I oh, feel like great. I've the, never the, seen those. The bag is huge. It is, is like it? a small mm. child. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> Interesting. Um, I've definitely walked past it about a bajillion times. But, uh, yeah. Interesting. I would also recommend... Let's see. What else did we get from Trader Joe's? <laughs> uh, we we well, got... got uh, maybe the, there. 
the dried fruit. The dried fruit is good. Today's podcast is brought to you by Trader Joe's. I they have a really good beer selection too. If you're if you're looking to just kind of complete the whole baseball thing, mm-hmm. uh, you mm-hmm. can you can grab some beer, grab some peanuts. They likely have peanuts. I don't, I'm 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 sure they probably do. some art artisanal peanuts somewhere dried yeah, right exactly roasted mm-hmm. um with some gold snacks yeah. yeah trader joe's has the good they have the good yeah that's whole foods i'm sorry trader yeah, joe's has yeah, the good yeah. snacks good snacks.fm they have the good snacks <laughs> you have to buy that now <laughs> yeah, okay hover.com Ugh. it is my solemn duty <laughs> it brings Gosh, me no the, joy the, 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 the the dot fms are so expensive too. they are gosh you're right well that's why we're not baseline.fm we're baseline.show <laughs> yeah all right good good snacks.show but yes yeah, so you were segueing to something i was trying it was it, it was it was sort of long and drawn out but mm-hmm. baseball snacks i had some sitting and watching the opening series and ballpark food stadium food we're going to talk about yep Stadium Foods. Kyle. I've been waiting for this. (laughs) I'm sure you have. I sent you a list. Um, The wonderful website Eater.com, which um, has like local websites for various big metro areas. They ran a piece entitled Where to Eat at Comerica Park, Home of the Detroit Tigers, in which they summarize every single new menu option available this season. And uh, there's some oh, there's some good goodness. stuff in here. Um, among them, brand new Beyond Burgers, which I actually had yesterday. I had a Beyond Burger for the first time. Um, that's one of those faux meat patties, that one of those like plant-based meat substitute things. I believe you had one, too. I did. So we were talking about this in the uh, Good Stuff Discord, uh, which you can also... I, I promise that these episodes won't be just plugs for patreon.com slash goodstuff. We're going to keep plugging Patreon until you people... <laughs> that's that's right. Listen. <laughs> I The advertisements will continue until contributions improve. I That's right. Days since contributed to Patreon... I'm ripping I'm ripping that calendar off right now. It's still at zero, actually. Yeah. I've never ripped anything off. It's 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 yeah, it's been zero. Uh boys, wait, that'd be the opposite. I, it doesn't matter. The point is, um, I had a Beyond Meat patty as well, um, at Carl's of all places, Carl's Jr., which Carl's I think probably Jr. Hardy's where you are. It is well, it used to be. We just don't have them anymore. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, okay. That's that's fair. We, when I was a kid, we had Hardee's up until I want to say like 96, and then most of them closed. Mm, My dad okay. fondly remembers Hardee's. But yeah, Hardee's, Hardee's slash Carl's Jr. Yeah, well, the, the double, double Western bacon cheese was always sort of like my, my go to, and it always felt, you know, kind of a, a like a getaway. It's like the, yeah. the nicer version of McDonald's uh, in a lot of ways. But, mm-hmm. uh, Actually, a quick quick aside. I actually met the guy who designed the Carl's Jr. star, the logo, mm. like the the very mm-hmm. uh, you know the happy star recognizable thing. star. Yeah. yeah, that's and he's he's sort of like yeah, that's sort of like that's the only thing that people seem to remember from everything that I've designed in my career. It's like okay, well, and you're like, well, sorry, sorry. I Sometimes guess. that's how it works out. <laughs> 
I, I not love to say that you didn't do Western. great work, but you know. Yeah, it's good. Mm. It's really good. Um, but I had one as well. Uh, it was pretty good. I we were mentioning it in the chat, in the food chat. Um, mm. kind of overly smoky a little bit. Uh, it's, they're trying to recreate the sensation of meat and yeah, as close as possible to like ground beef as they can get. Well, and when when you're talking about sort of like an overly smoked flame grilled kind of flavor, uh, mm-hmm. that tends to lean more into the Burger King territory for me. And so, like, this had a it's very charbroiled. Burger King flavor. Yeah, oh, it's just kind of it's charbroiled mm, plants. Yes, a little bit. The uh, <laughs> flame grilled yeah. whopper, whopper <laughs> beyond whopper. But the, well, actually, the Whopper now is going to be um, apparently an Impossible Burger, and this is one huh. of the first that Impossible has signed on. So we're we're getting the battle of the meats here. And I I had said too that I am very interested in trying the Impossible Burger as well. I would like to sample all of the meatless meats. Um, I welcome our meatless future. Personally, I'm I'm in it too. Uh, as yeah. long as I mean, I feel like for a long time they've been able to get the hot dog consistency right because. I don't care whether that's animal or not. Like I it's think, gonna yeah, just I mean, sort of be like a like a big long baloney. I feel like hot dog is is the minimum viable meat product. Yep. <laughs> I'm in yeah. it. Um but that's good to hear that at least this is gonna be sort of one of the one of the things available. They say uh Big Cat Court near Gate A in right. Corktown. In Corktown, yes. Well So that right. is one of the items. Um you have Last year, it says there was such a thing as the dessert egg roll. Um, however, now there is the Coney Dog egg roll, which is an egg roll stuffed with hot dogs, chili mustard, and onions. Ah, uh, yeah. Yep, yep, so yep, yep, that's yep, yep. some kind of fusion cuisine. You can also... I'm into that mainly because, like, the the idea of trying to dip a whole corn dog or, hit a, you know, get a whole Coney Dog thing in your yeah, face right. is sort of hard, right? Like, mm-hmm. trying to just... Aim Conies all are a toppings. bit messy. They're not really good street food. No, you'd need a bucket. Like it, it yeah, they always exactly. come with an accompanying bucket. With yes, um, you can also if you decide that the Beyond Burger is not sufficiently fancy, you can get a French onion burger mm-hmm. that's also available mm-hmm. at your Big Cat Court near Gate A, sure. Corktown. There is the Al Pastor dog, which is a hot dog yep. covered in pulled pork, pineapple relish, sriracha aioli, and cotija cheese. Why exactly it's called an Al Pastor dog but lacks actual flavorful spit-grilled Al Pastor isn't clear, says Eater. And frankly, <laughs> I would like to know the answer to that question as well. It's not an Al Pastor dog if it doesn't have Al Pastor on it, tigers. I'm calling you out. Just call it a pulled pork dog. Don't deceive me. I will know that it's not real Al Pastor. Mm. Well, in, in if it's pulled pork, it depends on how that pulled pork is flavored. If they're going to add sort of like al pastor seasoning to give it sort of that more yeah. barbecue flavor rather than the uh, like sweet Carolina style pulled pork. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm hoping it's not. But who knows here, especially if it's got pineapple relish and stuff. Um, the, the heat should be coming from the meat, not, well, the, not the sriracha aioli. Right, man. And talking about putting things on things and calling them something different, there is the banh mi, 
which is uh, not, in fact, a bon me. It says the folks at Delaware North Sports Service took a hot dog bun and filled it with a sli- thick slab of bacon, shredded lettuce and cabbage called Asian slaw, and a drizzling oh, of no. sriracha aioli. Um, no. That's not a bon no. me. No, no, I, I don't no, know. No. Like, I don't know. They can't just have these things. They have to make a weird version of these things. They can't just have the well, thing. They're definitely appealing to a certain kind of person here, right? Yeah, like you, I mean, this is, this is fusion me. cuisine, but not in the way that we think of fusion cuisine. <laughs> <laughs> I would be fine if they called it, you know, like the, if they did call it fusion cuisine or they, they you know, something like a where it's on me hot dog or something. I don't know. Calling it a bon me seems. Yeah, it, it does. To It's a little, it's a little uh, misrepresentative of an entire culture's sort of like French and Vietnamese uh, heritage slash, uh, you know, cultural uh, cuisine. I just, it's it's appropriative in like the worst kind of ways. Mm -hmm. So I'm not a fan. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm guessing the Euro isn't much better. It actually, it is in fact your standard Euro. Hero meat, diced yeah. tomatoes, tzatziki, and red onions. Well, pretty standard in a pita wrap, not not in a hot dog bun. That sure. one apparent. <laughs> well, that's what it says. That yeah, one apparently, no, you know, they're able to make that one genuine. So go hmm. figure. Also, falafel. You know, prop. Well, and it's probably because they get called out right by somebody. Yeah. Uh, at well, the field. and and um. It's unfortunate that they feel like uh, we can get away with calling this a bond me. Like, right. no, you can't. I really They're, I really hope that someone holds them to that. Just outside of Detroit in Dearborn is a thriving community of um, like Arab restaurants, Middle Eastern places that have lots of shawarma uh, and so on. So like it would be silly for them to try and pass off something that's a hero as not a hero. Everyone would know. Like this is not a pita, yeah. you know. This is something else entirely. <laughs> sure, you put kebab meat in a in a hot dog bun. <laughs> yeah, no, that Actually, doesn't work. To, to be as long as they didn't call it a euro, I would not mind. I would take right. that all day. Well, and you can also hot get, dog. We we just sort of sliced maybe or something. Mm-hmm. You can also get like a falafel hero. Same thing, but with falafel. You can also just get topped falafel, no pita. Tomatoes, tzatziki, red onions, black olives, and cucumbers. Now, see, here's here's the movement that I think I'm I'm seeing with all this quote unquote ballpark food. This is just food. It is that I guess you're eating at a ballpark, like right. right. Therefore, it is ballpark food. I'm. I hate. I really. I hate to do this because I feel like it, the entirety uh-huh. of morning show was predicated on this, but. This is not ballpark food. Like this, it's not a restaurant. You, it's not. You're not having. This is not like live theater entertainment at a restaurant. But it's baseball. Yeah. This is people are jamming. Like they, they just. I don't know. Like they found a food that is sort of handheld a little bit. If I need a fork. Mm-hmm. Get it out of my baseball. If I need like <laughs> ultra, like a bunch of napkins, get it out of my baseball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it that's the idea, right? Like you gotta, yeah, 
I don't want to. I don't need a gourmet meal. I I don't have room for a tray or anything. Like, give me something simple. Basically, well, and, that's and the I requirement. I'm not. Well, I have good to news like though. Key. Oh, okay. Tell yeah. Me. So we've got okay. We've got Guernsey ice cream in two flavors: Blue yeah. Moon and Detroit mm-hmm. Grand Slam ice cream. I feel like that's a typical one, especially on those hot days. Very good. Um, chicken wings. Yeah. These ones are smoked and marinated in a spicy beer sauce with celery and a choice of barbecue or ranch on the side. Um, then we, and I'm, I'm going to quote um, directly here, continuing this year's bizarre French onion theme, baseball fans can look out for fries topped with Swiss cheese, caramelized onions, and zip sauce. Those are French onion fries. So, I mean, that sounds mm. good. Doesn't require a fork. Oh, it would. It absolutely. I mean, I guess that's you want true. Your... It's 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 perilously close to being like a chili cheese fries kind of thing. Yeah, or like animal style fries at a at an In and Out or something but like also, that. Also, why it, don't it, they just have poutine? Well, that would be fair. much better. Uh, cur- curds would be great here. Well, yeah. the thing is, the thing is with like trying to eat something with your hands and then I don't know, like go and grab your beer or like. Do literally anything else with your hands. I don't want to have to leave my seat again to be like, I got to go wash them now. Like that's not uh, unless you're going to give out free nappies with this or something like give me give me something that's not going to get my my mitts all grody. Mm -hmm. Well, we now French onion fries are going to do it right. But we now are entering the area of your particular interest. Uh, first up, craft beer flights. You can try up to three different seven-ounce pours of beer. Um, Michigan craft beer. I really hope that, one, they're either preset as a flight. Like, it's these three. That's what you get. Because I don't want to be behind well, the yeah, group you have, of folks who are like, hmm, <laughs> let, me, let me look up the ratings of these. And Right. You have two and a half minutes in between the inning, and they're like, oh, I don't know. Can I try it? Yeah. Yeah, indec- indecision. Yeah, no, so well. what you do instead is you opt for the boozy ice cream bars. Atwater Brewery's vanilla Java English-style porter and decadent dark chocolate ale are, are now served in ice cream bar form. Yes. That this, sounds... This is beer, like, brought up another level. Yeah. Because, like, when you think about, give oh, boy, the, I'm going to spill my beer. Give me the beer that is also ice beer. Well, you're going to like be walking down the concourse spilling at least a few ounces here and there, right? right? Yeah. Uh, especially if you're bringing a couple for your your pals that you're watching the game with, there's no way to spill the ice cream bar. That's I'm in. true. You could drop it, but it seems unlikely that you will cuz it's, you keep, know. Eh, even then, keep it covered. If it's still yeah. covered before you get it to your seat, mm, Right. That's good. Mhm. Yeah, I think that's good. I mean, if you had asked like 21-year-old me to describe the best food I can think of, it probably would have been beer that is also ice cream. So, <laughs> Beer on a stick right. is, is what I need. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm curious, though, especially about the, the whole booziness, like what is keeping it from just turning into liquid instantly? Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's interesting for sure. One wonders how they did that. Um, next item, chimichanga. It says generally deep fried items are a safe bet at the ballpark. So they tend to agree with you, I think, in terms of, because okay. the, the, you know, the benefit of deep fried items too, is that they're usually pretty, um, sturdy. So they usually don't require any, you know, cutlery to enjoy. 
Yeah, and they're they're all yeah they're sort of like encompassed on their own plate. Like the, right. the fried bits can sort of be its own uh, vessel by which you can both grab and have it self-sustain. Uh, yeah, by like holding it up, you know, it's not going to be floppy or anything. Curi- curious what you think about this. It says features barbacoa chicken with Monterey Jack cheese, white cheddar queso, pico de gallo, sour cream, and lettuce. Comes with Spanish rice and black beans. That sounds pretty nope good to me. My main problem is that it comes with Spanish rice and black beans. Throw those in the chimichanga. Well, I challenge right. you. Yes. Uh, Tiger Den Lounge. Have you all n- near heard? Section 131. Have you all heard of a burrito? <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And, and likely the, I mean, okay, so you've got, because what's in it? Chicken and cheese? That's Ch- yeah, an enchilada. Chicken and cheese, right. And, and some You, de- you deep fried an enchilada, my right. guy. That's all. <laughs> See, I we need to fly you out here so we can go to a baseball game and you can critique all of the things and give I feedback to, to the poor that. fast food workers. Listen, now you, now you you're fried just, an you're enchilada, digging. my dude, and the guy's gonna be like, "Look, I just work here." <laughs> well, uh, follow follow my my vlog, like and subscribe because I'm about to bring you the latest from Comerica Park. Because mm-hmm. uh, what you're doing right now, Andrew, is you're digging into my actual real-life bucket list, and you've checked one off. Now you're ready to check off the second one, and I don't know how... I don't really know how to proceed because mm. this is this is real life. Like, do we? Do I need a Kickstarter? Do I... I don't know. Do I yeah, do, do we, Is this a GoFundMe situation? Me, how do we... <laughs> we... How do you get me in a ballpark talking about food? Uh, likely on camera because you wouldn't want to do audio, right? It's just no, that would be you just get of, crunching. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'd hope so. Most it right. should be crunchy. Well, right. It's I'd be very ASMR, I suppose. Mm, yeah, I mean, it's sort of a prerequisite. I feel like for for a lot of baseball foods, give me that crunch. Right. Um. Next item: Italian sandwich, which is the most generic name on this list, I think. Mortadella, capicola ham, salami, lettuce, tomato, red onion, banana peppers, and Italian dressing on a sesame sub roll. So they took a bunch of Italian meats and made a sub. I mean, okay. I will... mm, Sandwiches. Mm -hmm. Sandwiches at a ballpark. Do you have a feeling about those? Is that kind of... Not what I would mm, probably opt for, to be honest. Probably mm, wouldn't get a sandwich at a ballpark. Just just doesn't feel like a a ballpark food. Right? Like, I'm not going to... I'm not here at the ballpark to enjoy Subway, you know? Like, I'm here to enjoy Fair. something perhaps a bit heavier. <laughs> as it okay. were. Okay, that's... Yeah, 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 yeah. You're... Uh, anything... If it if it has green in it, that's that's relegated for the field. That's the grass right, on the right. field. Go put, go, put, <laughs> go put the green stuff on the field. Yeah. What you should have in your maw is, is just a... Some a, sort of fried gold, Golden brown. <laughs> fried and... Hot Ideally a fried flavor. potato product, which is a topic we've discussed before on uh, mm-hmm. previous extra innings. Is, uh, yeah, fried. Yeah, we'll get to that. Um, next thing is a Moroccan spiced beef sandwich. Um, Razel Hanout rub beef is served with tomb pickles, onions, and olives on a roll. It's interesting. I'm into this. Yeah, I don't think I've ever had like that kind of you know seasoned beef like just on a roll typically have it with a pita but that sounds pretty good yeah well and what i'm thinking is like this is this is for folks who know what they're ordering 
They're going right. either for this. Yeah, or you have to they, know that you like that kind of ahead of time. A hundred percent. And, you know, maybe a lot of this, all, all these new menu items are sort of uh, dictated in a way where they want to be able to provide these things because they've heard that folks want these while they're at the ballpark. That's cool. I would like it if they either like said which ones are halal or you know which ones are kosher like those are those seem very baseball centric to me like those terms but i don't see a lot of that happening here on eater so i don't maybe they do talk about it at the ballpark but Mm. i think it would be cool to try something like this but again as much as i want to have this me kyle the foodie i want to i want to try this in my real life but at a baseball stadium yeah, it's a little bit of an odd place to do some food experimentation, you know, some quiz like, oh, I'm going to try this here of all places, because then if you like it, like, where are you going to get it again? Buy another ticket. Right. I guess. Well, so here's here's the thing. Going across the country, I'm not sharing my video with you right now. Maybe I should uh, take a photo at least. But behind me, I have a bunch of baseballs from different stadiums I visited. Likely what we most of the time when we go to a stadium, it's going to be one somewhat to see the stadium and watch the game. But around the fourth inning, I'm out of my seat and we're eating the food in the ballpark because I'm hungry a lot of times. And by the seventh inning, we're gone. So (laughs) the idea of like out of town folks visiting Comerica Park in Detroit, maybe they're trying to get folks from far away to eat the food there and be like, oh, this is cool. I really enjoyed my time at Comerica Park. Um, and it's not necessarily for the season ticket holders or the everyday you know, folks who go there. I, I, I don't know what their plan is with this, but I know I do find myself at least visiting a ballpark that I've never been to before looking for oddities like this and mm-hmm. one-offs like right. this. And so maybe, maybe that's who they're going for, but... Mm-hmm. I don't know. Sandwiches. What yeah. do you think? Base, baseline underscore show on Twitter. Yeah, sandwiches. Let us know. <laughs> sandwiches. Or, or, or as as my uh, tweet from a, a couple months ago says, sandwiches. Which, you, 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 you good? Yeah. Next thing, loaded nacho fries. Fries topped with cheddar, queso, pico de gallo, jalapenos, and cotija cheese. That sounds pretty good, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Then we have. I feel like it's missing some sort of some sort of like beans or something. Some some sort of binder. Yeah, like the only binder yeah. that we've got here is right, jalapeno is and, and maybe right. the queso. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Throw some black beans on there. Wait a second. Wait, 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 wait. Mm. They call them nachos, but that's but it's just French fries with cheese. Correct. Okay, I guess the the conceit here is does is that, that earn a, have that earns a. <clears throat> Well, you've got, it's nacho toppings, I right, guess. Right, but on fries. Sorta, right. but on fries. Yeah. The idea of nacho, it, dep- it depends on how much of a nacho purist you are, because mm. if you believe that nachos are individual chips with toppings on them, and you go in for each one, or you believe that nachos are the amalgamation of multiple fried chips with a smattering of toppings over the top of all of them together, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. this is more of the latter uh, but still, uh, mm, if I see nachos, Kyle expects nachos. Now I'm talking to the third person. 
I just don't. I think this is going to. You're going to get folks. (laughs) Listen, I. I think you're going to get people who are mad about this I'll, I'll by calling them nachos. This way. <laughs> it's listen. It's going to happen. I know it. You you come in the ballpark. You call these nachos. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got to talk. You've got to tell me about the next one because this is probably the one that I that I've got Gard, the most issues with. Garden well, garden salad and grain bowl jars, which is incidentally my vocal warm up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> garden salad and grain bowl jars it says i'm just going to read this verbatim because it's great eating a salad out of a paper boat at the ballpark is sort of awkward but it somehow makes a lot of sense to serve it in a jar stadium visitors can now purchase salads with veggies cheese and ranch dressing and grain bowls with quinoa lettuce brown rice farro cheese and veggies at tigers games just shake it with dressing and eat up so is the jar disposable that's my question like is it a ball jar that you take home with you is that the giveaway the first 1000 entries will receive a free ball jar it's glass drop it and hurt your yeah that would be real i guess that would be really bad it's probably not glass no it definitely is not this is okay so these are these are going to be plastic these are going to be like plastic containers with that like pop top where it's like a yeah. uh, uh, like the top you put on a, a f- frosty or whatever. Like yeah, yeah. it's going to be Once sort of rounded on top. top. R- right. And you you put the things in it, I guess, and shake. Oh, yeah. The little it. you mean the little like half dome lid. The, the half dome lids. Yeah, yeah there yeah. you go. And you just you, you shake it up. You got your quinoa and your farro in there and you shake up with some, I don't know, balsamic or whatever. I, yeah, I and guess then you so. eat it and you feel unfulfilled because you always feel unfulfilled eating a salad. Yeah, these grain bowls are like I. Okay, grain uh, bowl. You unless you have a way to. I I could see myself saying like I I get one of these grain bowls or a salad, and then I forget to bring a spoon with me because the spoon wasn't attached to the the actual <laughs> and jar then you have to, like, because dump it's it into your it's, mouth it, like it's you're inconvenient. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So now, now here I am popping the top, and I just get I like you know it's going to be awkward. I know it's going to be awkward. Maybe I just fill it with more liquid and try and turn it into a smoothie or something. Right. I don't know. Just go back and be like, can you put this through the blender or something? I don't know. Can I get a bun? Can I put this in a bun? Like I I I need a vessel by which to eat yeah. this. Yeah. I don't under. I'm sorry. I don't understand ballpark food unless it's on a bun. That's my prerequisite. It must be on a bun. Yeah, really. It really, really should. Buns should be utensils. Hashtag. <laughs> Hashtag. Yep, that's our that's our official stance. Um, after that, also fruit cups, which is, yeah, just sliced melon, pineapple, berries, and grapes. <laughs> As it says, sure, pick up some sliced melon, pineapple, berries, and grapes at the game. Sure, yeah. go ahead. Do whatever. And then package snacks. If you're needed of a vegan, vegetarian, or gluten-free alternatives, you can purchase Sabra Hummus, Guacamole Snack snack Cups, and O-Snap Pickling Company Snacks. So, you know, whatever. I do want to point out the um, one of the items that is returning for a third season. Are you ready? Justin Verlander. Mm, close. No, he's gone. It he's is, not, in fact. He's not back. You're right. Coney Dog Pizza. 
Okay, I've got to look up. Is there a photograph of this? Comic? There is not, but I am going to describe it to you. The chain's Pizza Coney okay. mashup features a Detroit-style square pizza crust with chili for sauce, cheese, mustard, onions, and sliced hot dogs. The combination managed to win over fans in 2017 and is returning this year. Uh, and you've located a picture which already has the words nope written on it, and I tend to agree. <laughs> I love chili. I love pizza. Would like those two things to remain separate. That's my hot take. Your hot dog take. Please do not combine. Please do not unnecessarily combine foods. That's my general opinion. Like, we've gone too far with the fusion. This this could have gone the other way, right? You could have you made a pizza-ish, like a Detroit Pizza Coney dog, where mm-hmm. you take the buns and you get sort of that crispy, crusty cheese on the edges with it. And so you get like a, like a crispy cheese thing going on on the outside. Because that's really the only difference, right? And then you fill it with a bunch of Coney stuff. I think that would have been a a far more elegantly executed dish here. Um, But you know what? You know what? Even though this says nope on the image I sent you, I'll take it. I'm in. All right. More for you. (laughs) I do want to briefly, as an aside, talking about chili-based foods that are, are transformed into a thing they shouldn't be. I once had... Um, at Skyline Chili, the, the Cincinnati Chili restaurant from my hometown, they have a menu item called a Chilito, which is literally a tortilla with Skyline Chili and cheddar cheese in it. Oh. Mm. It's, mm. it's an interesting, it's not really, so Cincinnati style chili is, is quite messy. Um, it's not nearly, it's, it's a lot runnier than more of a tomato sauce than anything else. Kind of. Yeah. So putting it in a tortilla, like that's a really unstable vessel for your chili. It's basically a luge for, for chili. Because it's like, it's a little bit like a Capri Sun. The moment you bite into it, it just kind of squirts out because you're applying pressure. But you know, yeah, it was interesting. I've only had it once. (laughs) <laughs> it, it's more it's more like a drain pipe for chili than it is uh, right i think burrito, what you're meant to do actually assume. is sort of bite off the bottom and then just let it drain into your mouth sort of at once <laughs> <laughs> all right you just I'm got in i'm absolutely in yep just mm-hmm. it's sort of like have you ever seen people do the the like luge thing with a hollowed out marrow bone and um and alcohol like through the 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 crevasse of the marrow bone into their mouth i don't think so that sounds fascinating to say the least uh people do bone marrow whiskey shots um yeah i guess it's a anyway People I'm are just mad looking about at it, this. I'm just looking the at this article of previous menu items that they had in previous years. One is the brat pop, which is a brat patty battered, fried, and served on a stick. I would be up for that. I mean, anything on a stick obviously is going to be okay with me. Um, but yeah, if you go to boneluge.com, you'll be able to see right, naturally uh, <laughs> what this is. That's uh, uh, boy, oh boy, that's something. I'll tell you what, that is certainly a method. <laughs> also, be careful going to boneluge.com. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, we've pre-vetted it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good. It, trust me, it's good. 
another thing they previously had the fried bologna sandwich fried oh, bologna so grilled good. banana peppers and onions yep 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 yep, 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 yep. i'm in yep sounds um, super good but yeah those are the sorts of delicious foods that you can find at comerica park for your 2019 tiger season and um you know this is not a feature exclusive to the tigers pretty much every stadium has you know kind of oddball menu items every year it's just sort of a thing mm-hmm. so i'm i mean we used to have a segment obviously of morning show where we would kind of guess you know whether a uh stadium food was either created by a ballpark stadium stadium food bot or if it was a real life uh, stadium food from a place um it's always fun guessing because you never know it's <clears throat> quite literally out of left field with mm-hmm. a lot of these and i i uh, this was sort of a nice uh down memory lane sort of thing for mm-hmm. me so i i thank you uh, for taking me on this journey yeah and one of the things I know the Reds do, and I think probably other teams must do this too, but they have, um, as one of as their serving dish for a lot of their menu items, they have a little plastic version of their helmets, so you can get like an ice cream sundae served in an upside down helmet, and then you take the helmet home, I guess, after you've eaten out of it. You can also get nachos in a helmet. It's uh, and we should say when you when you say the word helmet. Don't think of the ones that the batters are wearing on the field. Think of if you needed to get one for an infant. Right, uh, that's approximately that's, the that's size. About, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's rather exactly. small, but it is shaped and, and you know is reminiscent of the helmets that the batters wear. So it is you a know, facsimile of one. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Um, Cheetos popcorn also a thing you can get at um, Great American Ballpark and your local AMC apparently. Uh, huh. Which I did not know. Hot Cheetos, um, Hot Cheetos are available Takis. as and Takis. Yes, in the same yeah, <laughs> in the same popcorn. Please, I'll take it. Hmm. Uh, is now uh, you've got another article in here from Deadspin that says how much longer will baseball stadiums be for baseball fans? Mm-hmm. And it's a rather lengthy uh, article here. I don't know if you had a particular. Uh, reason for including this, whether it was beyond sort of the baseball snacks uh, slash ballpark food conversation, yeah, so this or is, if it was this is um, sort of an extension. This is kind of um, this is a little bit related to my complaining about them talking about like revenues or whatever. Um, it's about how MLB's attendance was down last year, and sort of you know they keep talking about how they want to do it. Uh, they want to improve it and whatever, um, but then sort of going through all of the ways that they've made it less and less um, enticing to go to a baseball game. Like now they just don't allow backpacks at all at certain stadiums. Um, and then they talk about, you know, the average cost of a ticket rose. Um, right. The cost of an MLB ticket has risen 48% since 2006. Well, and I think this is an important thing to bring up, too, when we're talking about trying to find a way to become a baseball fan, right? Especially for you, who's who's looking to, I mean, you're you're going, you're diving into the deep end, honestly, at this point. And to try and immerse yourself in this, I think it's tempting to be like, yeah, I'll go to a couple games a year. But when you see that in 2019, the average cost of a ticket is $33 for any ticket, that's that's nosebleeds. 
in any stadium, no matter how well that particular team is doing. It's it's kind of a hard pill to swallow, I think, at that point, because you're plus parking, plus everything else that they're mentioning here in this article, the food, even just the food that we talked about, right? It's not going to be a $5 beer. It's going to be an $11 beer. It's going to be a $14 beer, depending on what you get. I paid $17 for my beer when I was at uh, spring training. It's it's no joke. It really, really is no joke. And mm-hmm. I, I, it, I may not even go to a game this year because of the cost of this. Mm-hmm. It, it, it is beyond what I'm willing to pay for a single entertainment product at any one time. Um, unless you go all in, right? You, you need to consider this maybe like a staycation sort of thing, or like this is just what I pay once per year. I go all out. It's kind of like a nice, you know, dinner out or whatever. Uh, but baseball, I guess, in a couple hours. And you're likely not going alone, right? You're going to be paying at least $66 to go with somebody else. If you bring, right, you know, you and the kids and everybody else, it's going to be even a lot more. So I don't know. It, does, it, does this entice you to uh, think of other uh, no, alternatives it's, it's, to um, enjoying baseball? Yeah, it, it's kind of discouraging, you know, this this um this article, it basically just sort of talks through, you know, the the um the atmosphere of baseball stadiums today and, you know, the the ways that they kind of nickel and dime you and all that stuff and, you know, these overpriced um stunt foods and the club lounge type things that they have and all this stuff. And it's um yeah, I just thought it was an interesting sort of critique of the the baseball experience and, and, um, you know, these, uh, things that they call improvements and that they say that they're making to try to entice more people to come to games. And like, it doesn't really entice me at all. Like what would entice me to come to a baseball game would be cheap tickets and like cheap food. That's kind of what I expect. I'm not really expecting yeah. or willing to put up with like some sort of pseudo gourmet experience. Yeah. Well, and I, I, I definitely agree. I think um, speaking directly to margin at these stadiums, the product on the field is probably the worst part of that, at least the thinking financially, right? You're paying these players a boatload of money to be there. The thing where you're probably going to make the margin is the food. And I see... Yeah, because you can the- charge like... You know, tens of dollars for some beer, for like right. a Miller Lite, and, and it's it's one hundred percent the beer that is probably making, uh, probably has the best margins, right? And the shift, and I, I think there, this is probably where I have to like put my uh, work, my, my like day job hat on, rather than my uh, baseball fan hat on. Is I love that the stadiums are moving more to a local beer focus where they're bringing in uh whether it's big beer or craft beer or independent or whatever they're bringing in local beer that is either brewed specifically for that stadium that happens uh quite a bit here in baseball and you know football and everything else but they're also trying to you know have beers that are not at all what you would expect at Mm -hmm. a baseball stadium. There was a great podcast on good beer hunting 
specifically about this and uh, what's now Oracle Park and the beer buyer for the folks that work at Oracle Park in San Francisco are selling 16-ounce craft beer cans from a brewery in Auburn, California, which is about two hours north of San Francisco for a brand that barely distributes their beers anywhere else. You have to like really kind of dig and go to untapped to find where the that beer is distributed so that you can get your hands on it. And even when you do, a four pack of that beer is going to run you between 20 and $26 likely. Wow. And so, so the margin there that they're making is actually not as great as your Miller's or your, you know, the, the actual, uh, like a gigantic American light loggers. Um, and yet they are still being sought out by these companies and these stadiums to bring kind of a local flavor. I think Petco is probably one of the best examples of this. They have restaurants inside of Petco Park that have stone. They have um, Alesmith. They have a lot of different local places that offer both beer and food. Mm -hmm. But they are for this sort of like discerning San Diego beer crowd to try and pull them into more baseball games. And I, I get it. Like to, for me, it's not the food, the food, like I'm going to pay for food if I'm going out anyway. And the additional cost of buying food at the stadium, I feel like is kind of negligible these days. It's, it's going to definitely be more, but I'm not going to go there and have a six course meal at a ballpark. I'm going to go get some fried food. I'm going right. to go get my chimichanga yeah. full of sauces and chilies and things like that. It's fun. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. it's just not it's not going to be um, a, a a hyper premium experience. But I do expect the premium pricing because it's at a stadium. It's I'm, I'm paying for the huge amount of folks to both work there to make sure that the ballpark is safe to play the players on the field. It's it's a lot of additional yeah. I think cost. Associated with There's a lot that, of overhead. Totally. And and I don't know if that's always put into context when you're talking about like, why is my hot dog more than five dollars? Well, a lot of reasons. Like, yes, we are gonna sell eight thousand of them this game, but or whatever, huge number. Um, it it still needs to be in the context of we gotta pay people. We have to pay concessions, we need to pay the team, we need to pay the management, we need to pay back the investors that invested in the team, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, down the line. I guess it's, uh, I'm, I'm sort of torn, right? Like I want to, I feel like I'm already giving Major League Baseball my money by right. watching MLB.TV. Mm -hmm. I am also giving them my money by buying memorabilia when I'm at a stadium. Food is uh, an additional part of that, but it's, it's the ethereal sort of part, right? Like it, you eat a food and it's gone and eventually it'll, you know, enter back into the trough. But it's it's <laughs> sort of like that. that is a part of the baseball going experience that every single time I go, like I'm going to, I may not buy a hat every time, but you're absolutely, I'm going to try the El Pastor dog or whatever. It's going <laughs> to, it's going to definitely be something yeah. I try. Right. Yeah, I just worry that they might get into some sort of self-perpetuating cycle where attendance is down, so they have to raise prices so that they keep making the same amount of revenue. But then that causes attendance to go down further, so people don't want to pay those prices. They decide to quit going, and, then it and so they raise and up, prices, and up, and up. right? And then yeah, it's like, how does the, where does this end? 
you know? I think you're already starting to see that, though, in certain stadiums, and I don't know what it'll be like this year, but classically, over the last, what, five seasons or whatever, the Marlins have had some of the worst attendance in baseball. Um, you'll see 1,200 people there, like, and, and they'll just be dispersed amongst different seats. Um, it's not like they're all congregated in, you know, behind home plate or anything because the tickets were cheap. The tickets are the same price, likely. It's just that, I don't know, maybe it's mostly uh, season ticket holders or yeah. who knows. Um, even though it's not a political stance, I don't think from them, you know, they're not saying like, well, we don't like the what the ownership is doing to the team. They're just saying that baseball doesn't interest them in that area mm-hmm. because it's not a part of their culture. I, the, the giants were one of the teams that were supposed to go to Miami uh, way back when the, the league was expanding. And it's like, it's, it's hard to bring folks into enjoying a team when there are so, so there is a lot of high cost associated with trying to get butts in the seats Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's difficult to sell. There are 162 of these things for the team themselves. Let's split that in half, right? So you've got, you know, like 80 games or so where the point of of the home stadium is to get butts in the seats. 80 games is a lot. And to try and coordinate that for an entire area seems just incredibly daunting. And then obviously they've been doing it for 150 years now. I get that, but you can't just keep raising prices to try and Mm -hmm. balance out the books. It's not going to work. Right. But baseball's reinvented itself before, so it probably will again. Yeah. I just, I I think what they need to do is take a look at hockey. Uh, I feel like hockey has sort of reinvigorated itself over the last 10 years or so. Uh, bring Vince McMahon and let's have the XLB. <laughs> X, XLB is uh, a, a um, an abbreviation of Xiaolong Bao, which mm. is also known as a soup dumpling, a Chinese mm. soup dumpling. Would love to have Chinese soup dumplings at a major league stadium. There we go. We brought it full circle, folks. It just... It, they would need to be really good ones. The the outside, the actual wrapper would need to be good so that when you grab it, it's one, not scaldingly hot because I don't want to have to use a spoon. Dumplings would be good, you know, if you could use your hands or chopsticks or something. Mm-hmm. Chopsticks. Mm-hmm. Now, I did go to a stadium uh, in Japan. Chopsticks were ideal, even though the stuff that I got in the little bento box, I, I should show you a photograph of this. We'll put it in the show notes, mm. but it was incredible. Um some finger foods, some I use chopsticks with. It was just, and they had little, like, uh, little little baseball dumplings. It was very cute. Very, very cute. Just hmm. take a take a page out of that, Major League Baseball stadiums. Like, pre-made meals, pre-made bentos. You walk up to the place, you pay $11, you get your bento, you sit down, you enjoy a game. Mm-hmm. Major League bento. <laughs> very good. <laughs> I think that means that it's time for Minor League Team of the Week. It is. Our Minor League Team of the Week this week is brought to you by my mother, who told me about this team. Um, hi, Mom. Hi. Hope you're still listening. I think she probably is. I don't know. Jury's still out. <laughs> um, the Team of the Week this week 
Brand new team for 2019. The Amarillo Sod Poodles. You're going to have to tell me what a Sod Poodle is. The Amarillo Sod Poodles. Um, the team's name was decided in a Name the Team contest. Do you want to hear the five finalists? Uh, yes, 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 I do. We have the Boot Scooters, the Bronc Busters, Jerky, Long Haulers, and Sod Poodles. And it says here on Wikipedia, the names received negative feedback from locals over their absurd nature, but the team indicated their intention to adopt an unusual family-friendly name. The chosen name, Sod Poodles, is in reference to the prevalence of prairie dogs in West Texas. Yeah, I can see why they didn't go with prairie doggin, because uh, that's right. a whole lot of... That, I would not want to get into that, for sure. The Amarillo Prairie Dogs. No, so this is interesting. Their logo, I think, is pretty good. It shows some very aggressive-looking prairie dogs with some very impressive-looking 10-gallon hats on, poking their heads out of a <laughs> hole. Um, I do, I really like the Art Deco font that they used for the text. It's very yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah, it is really good. I, I like this. I mean, it's got definitely like a Texas vibe to it, right? Like you, you yeah, have instant sure. recognition of uh, where where this place is. Um, it. I did not know that they were the major or the minor league affiliate for your San Diego Padres, which Indeed is cool. they are, yeah. just starting this year, which is which is mm-hmm. also neat. Um, but man, I I I really like this. This is probably like one of the not, not the first that we've talked about, but one of the first where I did not think that the name would turn into something that I actually kind of like. I, I like the way that they branded themselves. It's branded, get it? Because it's uh-huh. like Texas, right. you know, like a... Anyway. Yeah. It's very cool. I like it. Yeah. And that um, their stadium opens uh, April 9th. So it's all very brand new. Yeah. So, uh, you know. If you are hearing this uh, next week sometime, I guess, whenever this goes out, uh, go go check them out. I This is one of those where, like, let's see... $45.5 million stadium in downtown Amarillo? Yeah. Amar- Amarillo? Am- Am- Amarillo. Am- okay, I'll go Amarillo. I, there are Amarillo I hops. Amarillo. So I, I feel like there's... Yeah. Amarillo. It Amarillo, means yellow. Mm, so yeah, right. At least yeah. they have yellow in their, their color scheme here, sort of. Um, It's good. I wish... I mean, jerky would have been good, too. But... Wikipedia says Amarillo. <laughs> Okay, thank you. Thank you. I, I would like to also, um, if you could go to the the Wikipedia page for Amarillo, Texas. Uh, can do. Note the the logo for the city. Oh, it's boots. It's boots. It's very boots, and it's very Texas. There's some barbed wire, and there's some handwritten "Step into the real Texas." Wow, this is uh, that's quite something. Boots. I lo- Texas. I wonder. You know, g- given this logo. It's almost as if they're trying to say, don't pronounce the two L's. So it's Amarillo. Yeah, well, yeah, but that's not what it says. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I mean, I get it. I get it. It's. It seems like they're too far north in Texas for there to be uh, yeah, sort of I, I a so, uh, yeah. Latin American uh, pronunciation ascribed to this. So, okay. All right. Mm. Good on you, Texas. Uh, the city was once the self-proclaimed helium capital of the world. <laughs> um, so there you go. All right. Yep. Interesting. 
Yes, the the Amarillo sod poodles. I feel like the the heliums would have gone off pretty well. You know, just sort of like a <laughs> yeah, so like a heritage name. Yeah, yeah, you know, it keeps it light. Right. Yeah, I mean, I the Amarillo jerky. <laughs> that would have been something. Jerky or jerkies? Would it jerky? Just jerky. The Amarillo jerky. Mm-hmm. I guess jerky is sort of pluralized already. Unless it's multiple flavors of jerky. Right, the Amarillo jerkies. The Amarillo assortment of jerkies. The Amarillo Costco aisle full of jerkies. Yeah, I'm just trying... The Amarillo boot scooters? Yeah, that one's no good. The Amarillo nope. bronc busters? That one's kind of good because it's alliterative, but I don't know what it means. I mean, I can kind of intuit, but... The Amarillo long haulers... Um, that just sounds like they're setting themselves up for their logo to just have an 18-wheeler in it, which is kind of boring. Uh, yeah, but can you imagine every time that they hit a home run? Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, instead of having a riverboat in their outfield, they'll have an 18-wheeler. <laughs> that's that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, just giant smokestacks from it. Yeah. Uh, the sod poodles, of course, and the Amarillo jerky. I kind of like jerky because it's very simple, but yeah. but they didn't pick that. Yeah, you can again, like you don't want you don't want your stadiums filled with stunt food. Don't name your team after a stunt food, right? Uh, if you're looking for more vehicles in the outfield, you can go over to Twitch.tv/gsfm uh, and watch the entirety of our opening day stream that Andrew and I did. Um, that includes us trying to discern what type of truck is in the outfield. Yeah. So enjoy that, I guess. All right. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter. It's at baseline underscore show. And like I've mentioned about 600 times in this episode, please, would you, if you want the uh, radio address version of your opening day call, with Andrew and I, or you want access to the extra innings feed for all the shows, all the great shows over at goodstuff.fm. That's patreon.com slash goodstuff. You can sign up for as little as $1 per month. That's 12 bucks a year. That's that's less than a chimichanga at Comerica Park. <laughs> that's true. It's a, it's a steal get it because that's a baseball thing okay yep got it (laughs) Uh, if you have some topic suggestions or any other feedback about the show you can email us at topics at baseline.show and we also encourage you to head over to goodstuff.fm and listen to some of the other great shows or all of them in fact uh, if you are so inclined Um, lots of good folks doing good work I'll include a couple of other iterations of uh, baseball stadium food or not or our stadium food segment that we used to feature on morning show we'll include that in the show notes if you've never heard it there are roughly 200 episodes for you to listen to so go do that Mm -hmm. this has been baseline and that's the ball game Broadcast, retransmission, or account of this game without the express written consent of goodstuff.fm is prohibited.